Good morning. How is everybody this morning? Good, good. I, uh, I had to come in this morning and uh, apologize to John because unfortunately I, I didn't bring an album song today, so I, I apologize, but next time we'll have another. We'll have another. We're still working on it. Don't lose faith in us. <laughs> but uh, thank you all for joining us this morning, and thank you to anybody who's joining us online as well, and we hope everybody's doing well. Um, this morning, we're going to start off by reading Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Uh, if you'll still uh, stand for the reading of God's Word. Sorry about that. And he replied to them, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Will you please pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the very many blessings that you've given us, dear God. Just thank you for this message this morning. I pray that you let it sink into the hearts of our congregation and sink into the hearts of anyone watching online. I pray that you just be with us, keep us safe, and keep your word in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So this morning I kind of wanted to elaborate a little bit more on the uh, ski trip and some of the lessons that we taught the youth, because I think um, as I was kind of recollecting over all of the lessons that we had taught, there's a lot of application that we can have in our lives as well. And so for those of you who don't know, I'm sure everybody knows, but uh, Kyle, Tara, Tana, and I were blessed to be able to take six of our high school youth group kids to Angel Fire, New Mexico. And I wanted to say thank you again to our church family for all of the donations, all the generosity, all the support that we got from the church um, in, in making this trip happen. We couldn't have done it without all of y'all, so we really do appreciate that, and thank y'all once again. And, and so we had left out on a Thursday and came back that next Sunday. We uh, ran into a little bit of snow on the way, but other than that, we had perfect weather. I mean, God could not have provided us with a more perfect time there as far as weather goes and as far as the views, everything, it was just as perfect as it could be. And so each morning we uh, got up, Tara and Tana had cooked breakfast each morning, and while the kids ate breakfast, we gave a lesson. And so the first morning lesson I wanted to share with y'all, um, we had talked about how um, God has provided each of us with a talent and with a gift. And we had kind of elaborated to the kids on how God did not create a soul on this earth without providing them with a gift. And so, you see, we wanted to emphasize to the youth this and that God created us each uniquely and individually so that we can be inspired by the gifts that we're given. And sometimes it takes some of us a little bit longer than others to identify those gifts and that's okay, because I think that God's timing is perfect. And sometimes God has to teach us some things a little bit more than others before our gift is revealed to us. And I think that during that timeline is important that we take time to learn and grasp all of these things before our gift is provided or our gift is revealed to us. And so we read Jeremiah 29:11, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. 
as this scripture embodies the point we wanted to give our students that their story has power behind it because it was written by our Savior. We opened up with some questions for the kids and about whether they've identified some of their talents or gifts, and some mentioned yes, some had mentioned maybe not quite yet. And both answers were fine as we again emphasize the timeline that God has for each of us individually. And after some discussion, we had watched a speech by Steve Harvey. The speech is titled Jump. And in this speech, Steve talks about people that seem to be soaring by in life. And so we used a lot of imagery uh, with the kids. And so this is a picture of somebody skydiving. And I wanted to kind of compare this to, have you ever met anybody in life that you just think, man, they have all the right answers. They're just soaring by, I don't understand. It doesn't seem like they have any financial issues, family issues, any issues whatsoever. And so what Steve is trying to portray is that this is what soaring may look like to some of us as they're floating by. But what this picture also displays is that at some point before this soaring, they had to take a leap of faith. They had to take a jump. And when they take that jump, they had to rely on God's gift to provide for them, to carry them. You see, once you take that jump in your life, we have to rely on God's gift he has given us. And it's almost like a parachute in our life so that he can send us soaring by. And the good part is, is once you jump, you have no choice but to have faith in the parachute. Because if that parachute doesn't catch you, well, some people may say you may make an impact on the earth. But that, the good part for us is, though, that's why Jeremiah 29, 11 is here, is because we don't have to worry that the parachute won't open. God has the plan for us, and it's a plan for us not to be harmed, but to give us hope in a future. And so he, uh, Jesus even reiterates this on his time on earth in John chapter 10, verse 10, when he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. And so some of us may not have felt that abundance in our life quite yet because we haven't taken that jump to rely on God's grace and will for our life. So we challenge the kids to search out these talents and take a leap of faith in their lives too. And I want to challenge our congregation to do the same. So that was our first morning message. And, and so we concluded with a prayer. And before we broke out to get our ski gear, Hutton comes up with what is the saying or the word for the entire trip. It's time to shred. <laughs> and so from then on, shred was said the entire trip. It was when we, we get on the bus and we're looking out on the mountain, so that's where we're shredding, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where we're shredding. Yeah, Kyle too, yeah. <laughs> and so we, uh, we get off the bus, we get on the lift, and they go, oh yeah, I can't wait to go shredding. And you know, we're, we had five kids who had never skied before. So we're trying to teach them and everything. And so when one would fall down, we would stop and say, okay, kids, now this is not how you shred. Uh, but no, they, they picked up on it really well. The, these kids did great, and they, it was such a great group of kids. You know, we couldn't have been blessed with a, a better group of kids, and so it was, it was a lot of fun. They, they did really well. They picked up on it, and 
during fellowship meal, we may give some more specific stories, but the only homework that we gave them on the mountain was to just look, ar look around, take in the experience, and just see all of God's creations. Because a lot of times when we're here, we get caught up in the motions. We don't realize what all of God's beautiful creations that he has made for us on this world. And, and so once they're riding up the lifts, we told them just to take a look around. And so this is our shred time. This is right before shred time uh, when we go out. And then this is a picture of up on the mountain. And so, like I said, we told them just kind of take a look around, see all of the beautiful views, the snow, everything that God has, and it's just such an amazing place. And uh, these are the lifts. It looked almost identical to this. Um, snow was covered over the trees, just something so beautiful um, up there. And so we wanted them to really just focus in on taking in God's creation. And so we finished up the first day of skiing, no broken bones, emergency calls, or frostbite. Um, we had just as many kids back at the condo as we took out there, so nobody got left. Um, and so the first night, we got to enjoy a delicious casserole meal dono donated by one of the church members. So thank you again for helping with the food as well. Um, and Tara gave our first night's lesson, and we read from Daniel chapter 1, verses 8 through 20. And where Daniel had requested that he, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah not eat the food that the king had uh, prescribed for them. And so his claim was that if they only ate vegetable and water for 10 days, they would be healthier than the other servants who ate the king's rations. And the guards agreed, and so after 10 days, Daniel was right. Not only were they healthier, but they were smarter than the other servants as well. So what Tara did such a good job of conveying in this lesson was that Sometimes we allow the world and our peers to dictate the decisions that we make in our lives. And we let the ebbs and flows of the everyday life detract us from what we know we ought to be doing. We get lethargic about going with the flow and following the crowd when we really have a bigger calling for us. And sometimes we let these distractions withhold us from our potential and our gifts. And how we related this to the kids' homework on the mountain was that the way each of us see these beautiful pictures is the way God sees each of us as a masterpiece. And God sees us mighty like a mountain. And sometimes when we listen to what the world tells us and listen to all of these other things and just go with the flow, we lose that sight of what God really created us to be. And so we wanted y'all to also be reminded of the way that God thought of you when he created you as well. So after the first night's lesson, we uh, played some board games and some card games, and everyone got to hang out and relax. Uh, everybody was pretty sore after the first day of skiing. And so uh, these kids, they were just really competitive uh, during these games. I almost thought there would be more injuries on the card games than there was on the skiing. Um, I mean, just you got to watch them. <laughs> and so uh, Bailey and Tegan, they were our card champions. And then Tegan, Bailey, Allie, and Colby, if you play a board game against them, they will team up against you. You won't, you won't get in with the group. So that, they, they did good on the board games, but we had fun. And so we went to bed pretty early. It was about 8.30 or 9, and uh, 
We got a we had a funny thing happen that I wanted to share with y'all. So Tana and Tara they slept on the fold out couch in the living room in the girls' condo, and Tana said all of a sudden she wakes up and there's a flashlight going around in the kitchen, and just looking around, looking around, and opening stuff and looking around. So she elbows Tara, she's like she's pointing, she's like hey, that over there, that. So Tara's looking and and so I could just. What I'm picturing in my head is this, behind the couch just looking, <laughs> like, what's going on? And so all of a sudden, Tana says that the light just turned at him. And me knowing Tana, she's about to scream so loud that there's an avalanche going to happen. And right about that time, Allie's voice speaks up, and she goes, it's okay. It's just me. It's okay. And uh, so... <laughs> What this kind of made me think of, I wanted to share with y'all because it was funny, but I also kind of thought that, you know, going along with Tara's message, sometimes we get into the ebbs and flow of life and we get into, you know, sometimes some darkness that we don't realize the light that God's trying to shine in our lives. And so we get distracted and we don't realize the moment that we're in, and then all of a sudden God's shining a light and going, it's okay. It's just me, <laughs> you know, and it frightens us. And so it, it just reminded me to, to tell everybody to just be aware of in the moment. And so everybody went back to bed, and, and they wake up the next morning, and the girls cooked another great breakfast. And uh, the next morning lesson, Tara led once again. And this one we read uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40. This is where... Um, the Pharisees are trying to trick Jesus by asking what the greatest commandment is. And so Jesus replies to them, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like this, You shall love your neighbor like yourself. And so after we read the scripture, we had watched a video by Tim Tebow in which... Uh-oh. Here it is. So we had watched a video by Tim Tebow in which the video was talking about this picture here. And so if you haven't ever seen this picture before, um, this is a Sudanese girl in Africa who is starving, and she's on her way to a feeding center, and she falls. And the photographer notices that there's a vulture right behind her. And so this picture won the Pulitzer Prize in 1994, and the photographer shortly after that committed suicide. And the awful thing about it was is when the photographer was there, he was told not to do anything because there's so many diseases going around and there's so much sickness there that you just shouldn't touch it. The cost is too much. And so what we felt like was so powerful about this is and what Tim's message in his video was there's a difference between success in life and significance and so you can be successful have all of the money in the world all the fame and all the power but the problem with success is success is just about you but significance is about others if you aren't living for others and doing for others your life will not be significant. You will never feel the abundance that God has. And the reason is, 
is that we won't be following, if we're focused on ourselves, we aren't following God's second greatest commandment to love our neighbors. We can do the first part and be successful and love ourselves, but we will never be significant without showing love to others. And so we wanted the kids to be reminded of having an intention of the things on their, what they're doing. And so we closed the morning, and, and we kind of wanted to leave the kids with that morning on just being intentional about what you're doing and knowing what's going on and what you're doing and, and do that in a loving manner. And so we closed the second morning, and once again, it's time to shred. <laughs> and, and so we go back on the mountain, and, and the second day, the kids want to go to the very top. They don't want to go to do the bunny slopes and the greens. They want to go to the very, very top. And so we ride up the lifts, and once again, we just tell the kids, just take in all the views. Just take in all of God's creations, just everything that's there on the mountain. Just soak it all in. And these kids are fearless on the second day. They're flying down the mountain. I'm like 40 yards behind them just trying to keep up and not hurt myself trying to keep up with them. And I'm sure Tara, Tana, and Kyle felt the same way. I mean, just, just all the way. And so uh, Weston, Hutton, and I, we, we had our last time down the mountain, and we're going full speed, and I hear Hutton yelling in the background, now this is shredding! <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know how that would come off. But, but, you know, and so just they had a good time, all of those kids, and all of them were laughing and enjoying it. So, again, just thank you to the church family for allowing us that opportunity to take them. But we, uh, again, didn't have any injuries. Uh, we took them out souvenir shopping, um, out to eat for dinner the second night, and then we, we ended the night with one last uh, final lesson. And the last lesson we had read, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12 and verse 16, in which it says, However, it is written, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but is the spirit from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him, but we were granted the mind of Christ. And so with this scripture, we watched a speech, another one by Steve Harvey. This one's called Wake Up. And in this speech, he talks about our imagination is everything. He says, he quotes Albert Einstein by saying, uh, our imagination is the preview to life's coming attractions. It is the evidence of things unseen. This is because each of us are the only ones who can see our own imagination. Steve goes on to talk about how sometimes we may have a good idea, and if we share it to the wrong person, they can discourage us about it. And the reason is because God put that imagination in your mind, not in theirs. And so we want... Uh, and so we told the kids to start talking about some of the things they saw in the mountains. You know, the lifts, the buildings, the snowmobiles, everything, just what they had seen. And so we told them, 
isn't God's imagination so beautiful? And God's imagination was just as beautiful when he created each of us. And we got some questions back. And they said, you know, but man created the snowmobile. But who gave man that imagination and that idea? They said, well, man created the skis. Well, who put that idea in man's mind? See, so God's imagination and what he provides for us is what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no man has conceived. These are the things God has done, or God will prepare for us who love him. You see, he gives us this clause of he will give us those things, but we have a requirement. We have to love him, just as his greatest commandment says. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people will perish. So you, you see the things that you've been imagining for your life, your family, and we're telling the kids this, that those are the things God has prepared for you if you choose to love him and have faith in him and are obedient to him. So in a summary, the four things we wanted to sink into the hearts of our youth during this trip was that each of us are created first. Each of us are created with a gift. We have to have faith in that gift that God has provided us. As we have faith and rely on this gift, we are having faith in God, and God's provisions will take us further than we ever could ourselves. Secondly, don't think you have to do what everyone else is doing and fall into the temptations of this world by just going with the flow. Don't allow the world's judgment of, how you, of you cloud how God truly created you. God created you to be mighty, like the mountain, and don't allow the world to cloud your imagination. Thirdly, speaking of imagination, God not only provided you with a gift, but an imagination on how to utilize your gift. Don't be discouraged if someone doesn't agree with your vision. They can't see it the way you can because God intended it for you. We are to have faith in our imagination and our gift. And lastly, I wanted to add this scripture. It says, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2, if you have faith, sorry, I apologize, if you have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And so if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, God tells us nothing will be impossible. But if you don't utilize that faith in a loving manner, you won't have fulfillment and you won't live a significant life. You may be successful, and we want you to be successful. We want our kids to be successful. But more than that, we want you to live a significant life, a fulfilled life, abundant, an abundant life of significance. And if we direct our faith, talents, our imaginations in a way that is to love and to help others, there is nothing in this world that will be impossible for us. So church, will you please stand with me? We're about to have an invitation to the altar, and I don't know if anybody specifically was needing this message, but we felt it have a big impact on the youth, and so I, I think there's some of us that needed this as well. And I think that what's terrible about the world is, is the world clouds our judgment, it clouds our imagination, and it makes us to where we waste our imagination and we waste the gifts that God provided for us. And so we don't want that to happen with the 
everyday bills, everyday politics, everyday emotions, fear. We want everybody to have a life of significance. And the way to do that is to have faith in God for our gifts and our imaginations and to use those in a way that is loving to others. Will you please pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the many blessings. Just thank you for this message. I pray that it sinks into the heart of our congregation. Just thank you for the ultimate sacrifice that you gave to us with your son and the love that you've showed us, dear God. I pray that we carry that light and that love around to others in the world. I pray that you keep us safe, keep your word in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.